0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about the discipline of making decisions based on numbers. In the past couple of weeks, I went through a process of underwriting a property that's a rare property. We're talking about a property at 316 Water Street. As you might have guessed by the name, the property is on a body of water. This was a distressed property that was a bank power of sale. In my home market, prices have shot up significantly in the past year. The average price is up 14%, and the largest price increase has been at the bottom of the market. We've seen prices at the bottom of the market shoot up more than 25% in some cases. Townhouses that used to sell for 380000 are now over half a million. My neighbor, who owns a restaurant, bought two brand new construction townhouses, and he paid approximately half a million for each of them. Now, he purchased them directly from the builder from the drawings, and closed on the purchase a week ago. And the appraisal from his lender came in another 200000 above his purchase price. Over 700000 This is crazy. A detached home of any description in my market is selling over 650000 So imagine my surprise when my wife came across a distressed property a bit outside the city that was listed for 219000 Even rural properties are being priced similarly to properties in the city. There's just no inventory. Not only was this property at a good price, it was on three-quarters of an acre of land on a beautiful body of water with a permanently deeded conservation area across the river. The area on the far side would never be developed. Immediately in front of the house, it's quite shallow and you'd never have power boats nearby. Fishermen might come within a couple of houses with their trawling motors, but again they're pretty quiet. The property had a row of mature trees at the water's edge. and The house was about 15 feet above the river, very safe from risk of flooding. At first, the house looked like it could be an opportunity for a flip. Valuations for a single-family home on the water were well over $600,000. we are accustomed to building in higher volume, so while some of the trades would be competitive on volume pricing, we also knew that trades like plumbing and electrical would be more expensive. The biggest variable would be in determining the scope of the work. And with a bank power of sale, the property is sold on an as-is, where-is basis with no warranties of any kind. So if there was any doubt about a particular line item in the budget, we had to assume a rebuild. The bank gave us a week to complete our due diligence. A total of 20 trades would be required to complete the project, not much different than constructing a new home. The house had been previously owned by a dog breeder who kept the dogs in the basement. He had money troubles and kept refinancing the house with the bank. He bought the house back in the 1990s for $25,000 and now owed over $180,000 to the bank. The negotiation with the bank was relatively easy. We offered $201,000 and the bank countered with an offer price of $205,000. We felt if we could keep the renovation and repairs below $200,000, we had a viable project. A house on the water could easily sell for $600,000. Now as time went on, we started to put our budget together. It was looking increasingly like the project would exceed the original idea of getting it done for under 200000 The house had a lot of problems. It would be a full gut of the property down to the bare timbers. It would mean a new roof, new flooring, new plumbing and electrical, new heating and air conditioning, new exterior siding, new windows, a new attached garage. It would need a new water well and new septic. As a rural property, there's no municipal infrastructure. The house had a condemned addition on it. It had a separate garage structure, which was also condemned. The chimney was condemned. The house was sagging in places, but overall seemed pretty robust. The walls were over 12 inches thick. There was considerable moisture in the basement, and the basement had not been cleaned from the dog breeding operation that had been underway for years. Entering the house safely required special breathing apparatus with N95 filters. So we considered demolishing the house and building a new house with a better orientation facing the water. Both my wife and I were captivated by the allure of buying a waterfront property for what seemed like a bargain price. We had a total of 15 trades, quote, on the job, and we used budgetary estimates for the remaining five trades. By day four of our seven-day due diligence, we could see the picture emerging in our Excel spreadsheet. The project made no sense at all. Still, my wife and I were agonizing over it all weekend. We even took our kayaks out to the property to see what it would be like to go kayaking from the property. It was a lovely experience. Emotionally, we were hooked. The only drawback is the distance to the city. It's located 30 minutes from the edge of the city and an hour to the downtown core with no traffic. The spreadsheet was telling us not to do it. Ultimately, the spreadsheet saved us from making a bad investment. And we could have rationalized the tight market conditions, the beautiful property, the large garden, and the amazing views. Our heart said yes, and the numbers said no. Even experienced investors can sometimes fall prey to making emotional decisions. After all, we're human and humans have emotions. Having a process and sticking to it saved us from making a high-risk investment. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Stick to your disciplined process. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.